the biggest demographic right now is really fuck niggas, y'all. For my non-black people, y'all, excuse me saying the N-word, but this fuck niggas is a real problem we have in this country. Next to crack, unemployment, racism, homophobia, college debt, fuck niggas is up there. It's in the top 10, definitely. Trust me. I'm listening to Fuck Nigga Free by Duran Bernard. He's a independent artist. I found him through Kaya. My neck, my back, Kaya. I'm a fan of her show. Y'all go out and support her too. Go visit her channel. Um, I really like her music. You know, I knew some of her songs, but she got a good catalog. And she played this guy's song one day, and I just been obsessed since. So. Oh my gosh. I always try to play good songs for y'all. But um, also, hopefully, it'll ease the tension. Y'all probably mad at me. You're like, bitch, we ain't heard from you in weeks. Why the hell you popping up now? Was you in the basement next to Drea Kelly at R. Kelly's foreclosed mansion or something? And no, I wasn't missing. You know, I wasn't going through a depression episode or anything. I just been really busy with traveling and um, a lot of unexpected stuff. Nothing bad, but a lot of unexpected stuff had happened in the past few weeks where, you know, my attention had to go to that. But I promise I will not leave you guys alone for such an extended period of time without warning ever again i'm very sorry um this is another episode of kiki with kian and i am kian it is the 31st of march it's a sunday it's beautiful um it looks nice outside but yesterday was beautiful and i was actually going to go live with y'all yesterday but um it was just really nice it was really nice um i had a great weekend Friday, I went to a party at the French Embassy here in D.C. with uh, my friend Daniela. We had an amazing time. Um, it was great to see all these embassies, especially Francophone embassies there. Uh, we got to eat great food, drink, uh, uh, parler français avec les autres personnes, speak French with other people. Um, uh I was introduced to a new singer, Natu Kamara, a very talented woman, very entertaining. She has a new fan in me. Uh, she has a show on April 26th in New York City. So if anyone's going to be in NY on the 26th of April 2019, look up tickets for Natu. That's N-A-T-U Kamara, C-A-M-A-R-A. So she's very talented. I had a great time. Um, this winter is finally over. Um, I'm happy, but living in D.C., the summer is oppressive. It's humid. It's hot. It's something I'm really not looking forward to. But you know what? I love being alive more than not being hot. So it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, the past few weeks I've been busy. I've been out of town a lot. I went to Florida the week after the last episode that I aired. Uh, to visit two really good friends of mine's. Um, and one of them is actually going to go on my European adventure with me this summer. Um, so shout out to them. The following week, I had to go get my taxes done. The week after that, uh, 
it was just a lot of mess going on that weekend. I had to take care of the following weekend, which was last weekend. I went back to Pennsylvania and yeah, I actually have a story to tell y'all about that. So, and I was going to talk to you guys about, you know, jobs and college and stuff, but listening to fuck nigger free and what happened last week, I feel like we should talk about people disrespecting each other because I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of people disrespecting one another. And I got my barbin court, which is a Haitian rum. It's delicious. And a strawberry soda from strawberry rhubarb soda from Trader Joe's. So let me get a sip. Hold on. Yes, praise him. So last Friday, Saturday, excuse me, I was at a bar in a downtown bar in Philadelphia and I was with three young ladies I'm very close with and we're at the bar having a good time. Um, I spent the earlier part of the day with two of my really close friends who are getting married next year. I'm so excited and happy for them. Shout out to Kevin and Lauren and I... My friends and I, I was at the bar with, or at the club, we we, we were in a club, but at the bar, we were smoking hookah, drinking, talking, kikiing, you know, shaking our asses, throwing it in a circle, twerking, backing it up, what have it, we did all of it, and there, this queen comes, sits next to us, she's like in the corner area, so... You know, she's cool. We cool. You know, we don't really talk to her that much or whatever. But at one point, one of my friends starts talking to the lady and they're having a good conversation. Then the lady buys us all shots. So, I mean, I don't know this woman, but I see the bartender making the shots and it's not like it was sitting there. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. I could take a shot from her. And, you know, she was paying for it. So why not? So we all took a shot to having a good night. We take it and we all start having fun. We're all dancing together, having fun and everything. Meantime, there's a guy in the background, like behind her, but he wasn't at a very close distance from her it was like close enough where it's like someone that's just chilling by the bar and i saw them like speak to each other a couple times but it was more like very sure and the way they it seemed it was like they were strangers probably talking to each other he was probably trying to get her number or whatever so i'm like whatever it is what it is then she gets a drink and then he gets a drink and it looks like you know she paid for both of their drinks or whatever all of a sudden, I would say probably 30 minutes after this woman buys us shots, she just seems really drunk or whatever. Now, I don't know if the lady was drunk when she bought us the shots, but she looked sober to me. But I do know that sometimes people, drunkness, their alcohol hits them differently. So one of my friends said, I'm going to take her to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, make sure she's good. She's fine. You know, they're both women. So, you know, they went to the bathroom or whatever. And then another one of my friends goes with them. So they're downstairs or whatever. And then me and my one friend are at the bar, the one friend that's left. And then I wonder what's taking everybody so long. And I had to go to the bathroom too. I get downstairs and I see that, you know, there's a little issue. And they tell me, hey, Ken, you know, we need to leave now. Um, We probably should take her home. And my one friend has a car. So I'm like, okay, cool. We can Take an Uber back to where we parked the car at, and then we go on and drop this woman home. I go to the bathroom. Uh, 
I'm in the bathroom two, three minutes, go back upstairs. It's almost two o'clock, so it's time to leave. And I see my friends were outside. So I go out there. I go out there. One of my friends is walling out on the bouncer, like going off, cussing him out. And he's like saying, hey, well, you know, y'all got to leave. And my friend's like, okay, we don't want to go back in and you're disrespectful. So I'm like, well, what is going on? Apparently, the guy that was behind the woman is one of her baby fathers. And she said that one of her friends dropped her off at this club. She never been to this club before or whatever. He, they just dropped her off. So she already has bad friends. I guess she called one of the baby fathers because she told us that she had another one. This is one of her baby fathers. And they're at the club or whatever. I don't know what their relationship is like at this moment. But she says that, you know... Uh, when they went downstairs to the bathroom, he goes and tells the bouncer, oh, they, uh, she got my keys. I want my keys so I can go home. So my friends were like, what is he talking about? We don't know him. And then that's when the bouncer said, oh, and they asked her and she said, yeah, I got his keys. So they're like, oh, well, here's his keys right here. She says she has them. Then when they go outside while I'm in the bathroom, the man starts saying, oh, they're trying to kidnap her. And everyone's like, what? So at that point, I'm like, no one's trying to kidnap her. And I'm like, if that's your woman, you need to take care of her. Like, my friends were decent enough to take this woman to the bathroom to make sure she was okay. And you did nothing this whole time. Then you tell the bouncer about you want some keys and stuff. If anything, you should be grateful that we're decent people and trying to make sure that she's good and okay. But instead, you see her looking a mess. You see her going to the bathroom with strangers. Then you're upset with her for whatever reason it is. And then tells the bouncer, I want my keys. She got my keys. And then act like he didn't want to drive her home and stuff. So we're like, you know what? Fuck you. So we leave and we take her with us. She tells us that the man going up, goes upside her head, kicking off up in her ass, you know, and she's scared. So we're like, is there anywhere we could take you? Then she said she don't she want to go home because she has like three kids there and he's the father for her youngest child. And, you know, we're like, oh, my gosh, this is sad. And then we go to my friend's house where my other friend had her car parked at and we took her to the bathroom there and then she stops me it's just me and her at this point and she tells me you know they have a very volatile relationship she used to beat on him now he started beating on her she was telling us in the car that you know she's definitely gonna get choked out the night and she said he got a gun and all this other stuff so me being drunk and i don't know what i was supposed to do with this but i went and got a knife some mace and an empty bottle of Sky Vodka because I'm like, oh shit, I might have to fight tonight. And I don't know how that's going to propel a gun bullet. But whatever. I just thought I was being noble and trying to make sure that this queen got home safely. And then we dropped her off. She was good. She was home. But one thing that one of my friends, she told us that my one friend, her, she said, y'all talk differently. She didn't say speak differently. She said talk differently. I don't know if it was, you know, we were using like proper vocabulary speaking in King's English or we like legit had a legitimate concern for this woman and wanted to make sure she was okay. But she was really my friend took it as this woman was shocked that total strangers would take care of her and make sure she was good. And even though she even if she didn't buy us that shot, the fact that we saw her looking and acting like that and it seemed like she had no one to help her and support her i was just like this is horrible
what is going on in society right now where people just don't have any concern for one another? You know, you see a woman or a man drunk at a club, clearly not in their right mind or whatever. And this is worse. This is someone that you laid down with and had a child with. And you see her going to a bathroom with strangers. If you thought she was about to get kidnapped, why didn't you say anything at that moment? It's just really, really sad to see that. And I was just really disturbed by that. I really was. And then that very next day, the friend that heard the comment about how the rest of us speak differently... Me and her went and met up with two of our other friends who are expecting their first baby that uh, we wanted to visit. And my friend who's pregnant was, you know, retelling the story about, I do not know the young lady's day, but there was a young lady um, in Atlanta. She was at a bar and allegedly she was like drugged or drunk or something. And these people were videotaping this poor woman on the floor and some guy just came up and just start having sex with her and this woman is like telling him like stop please somebody help me and he's just having sex with her on the floor everyone's looking no one's doing anything in the middle of the club and then i guess after he done he picks her up and takes her off somewhere and i'm just like i really believe we're in the end of days i i really do I do. The fact that, you know, technology has come this far and, you know, it's supposed to help people. These fuck niggas are out here recording people getting raped or at least attacked or held hostage or whatever the case may be, whatever the correct terminology is. They're recording it. I feel like all of those people need to be sodomized that recorded that and did nothing i don't care if my language is harsh something needs to happen to them because they're all trash they're all bastards busada lisho pobel whatever language that's what they are they're disgusting people and i'm just thinking like oh my gosh what happened if that happened what if that happened to that woman that we helped last saturday and i'm just like there's really no humanity out here you know, a friend of mine told me years ago, she don't want to have children. She said, I would feel guilty bringing children into this world where I can't protect them, where people do some fuck shit like this. Like, I, it's, it, it just blows my mind. It really blows my mind. And then you got people out here talking about, oh, we need to support each other, take care of each other. They say that. Uh, then shit like this happens like in Atlanta with that girl or shit happens at the club I was at last week and no one does or say anything. And then as soon as the news comes in, everyone, everybody wants to say, oh, well, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. I can't tell. But you probably got a recording on your phone somewhere of something happening to that person. Mm-mm-mm. It is horrible. It's really horrible. And. People just don't respect each other. They don't. They don't respect they don't respect strangers. You got people disrespecting their loved ones. You know. Um people think it's okay to just misuse, uh, mistreat, abuse people that they're in relationships with and related to. You know? So I was talking to another one of my friends, and I said it's crazy how you know, people, I personally don't understand the idolization of Bonnie and Clyde. I don't. I don't think it's cute. 
I don't think it's romantic. I don't think it's sexy. I think people that idolize Bonnie and Clyde need a mental evaluation. Bonnie and Clyde died, y'all. They were killed by their sins. They were killed in a barrage of bullets. They were set up in a trap. They were murderers. They were outlaws. They were sociopaths. It's nothing cute about these people being romanticized. But the rest of y'all motherfuckers, y'all think it's cute this whole we're Bonnie and Clyde, us against the world. Like, why? Why be against the world? Why not help the world? Why not help yourselves? It's nothing cute about that. And this whole ride or die mentality, I'm not dying for anybody. Um, I'll ride you and I'll ride for you to an extent. Um, this whole, like, I just don't get it. Men love doing this to women and men love doing this to other men. And some women like doing it to men too. They, you got to beat on them cheat on them, talk down to them, steal from them, you know, break up with them, have outside babies, all of that stuff. The woman's crying, upset, in tears, acting crazy, losing friends, losing support, years off her life and everything. And her kids just see her becoming crazy and acting miserable. Like how much do someone got to give you before you really recognize, oh my gosh, this person loves me and I should not be doing this to them. I don't understand these relationships. People are dating someone for 10, 11 years. They have multiple kids. They, one of the parties is beating up on the other party, cheating on them, lying to them, moving out, just being a less than stellar or a less than decent partner or person to that person. Like what level does it have to get to before you finally think in your mind, oh my gosh, I... I'm a bad person or you know what I need to change and this person is a good person is it like an epiphany that happens or do people really like I'm really getting sick of misusing and abusing this bitch you know what she's still here she ain't going nowhere it's convenient why not I've done all my dirt I've had people say to me before that that's how they feel you know I used to talk to somebody and they really thought I was going to be a ride or die. They're like, you supposed to be there for me and hold me down. And I'm like, nigga, we've been dating for two months. I'm not doing all of that. Like, who, who, you got me fucked up. And people out here really thinking that stuff is cute. I I, I don't get it. It's, it's really bothering, bothersome to me um, that people really think it's okay to mistreat someone like what happens to people where they think they can just go around and ruin people's lives just fucking it up like who told them that it was okay who taught them this type of behavior and why is society excusing it i don't think it's cute when people refer to each other as their baby mom and baby dad i don't think it's admirable or respectful, you know, for a woman to allow a man who's no longer her partner to have any type of say in her love life. I don't care if y'all have kids or not. Keep the kids away from the partner. Fine. If the other parents involved and they're like, hey, you know what? I want to meet them before they meet the kids. That is fine. But that is as far into my love life as you're getting. Number one, um, I watch Fatal Attraction a lot and it seemed like it's the same storyline. They met, 
they fell in love. I'm using that in quotations. Three weeks after they met, they move in. Three months later, they're pregnant. So it's like, you nasty ass. You really been with this person less than a year. You already letting them busting up in you or you already busting up in somebody you've known them for less than a year than y'all parents and you know a pregnancy is a stressful time for everybody it's very stressful so you barely know this person you're already gotten them pregnant or you're pregnant by them and you think they're going to stay and be this loving loyal person you don't even know this person but you're about to have a baby with them and they're stuck with you forever that's why so many people are not getting married now. And you know what? I'm not a hotep. If this is hotep logic, well, this is something I agree with them on. Because it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's like, why do people allow themselves to be devalued? People are not going to disrespect you if you, in your right mind, in your right mind, sober mind, don't allow them to disrespect you. No one can disrespect you whatsoever. No one can do that. And it's like, is dick that good? Is vagina that good? Um, you know, or uh, it, do you enjoy having power over someone that's defenseless? Whether they're blinded by love or drug. Like, I, like what is it? I, I don't get it. I never once thought it was cute to misuse and abuse somebody. You know, I like singing songs like fuck that bitch, F that N-word, uh, fuck nigger free. I, you know, the songs are catchy. They're funny. They're cute. You know, F these people. But I'm not saying this as an offensive thing as to be. I'm not on the offense. It's more like a defensive thing. Like, I'm not going to let nobody disrespect me. I'm defending myself. I'm not out here saying, oh, yeah, pop a drink, put it in her. Mm. Cardi B girl god bless you but yeah i i don't get it so i'm 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 done with this topic for today i really don't know really what else to talk about with it but everyone out there just please respect yourselves respect each other um value yourselves so that's what i gotta say about that but um Back to Friday, I did go to a French embassy party here in D.C. Um, with my friend Daniela, and it was just an amazing time I had with her. I had to had at the embassy, and as I was at the embassy, and I see some of the people doing stuff that they love, you know, people that were working at embassy jobs or, you know, doing more uh, extracurricular activities, you know, I saw people doing cultural stuff, trying to sign people up to do cultural programs, events, join cultural clubs. And I'm like, wow, this is something that I need to be more proactive in. I feel like I need to be more proactive with my career or the career that I want. I need to be more proactive with using my, um, foreign language. I didn't grow up with anyone speaking French to me. It's something I had to go out and learn by myself and I'm proud of doing that, but I need to keep doing that. You know, it's learning a language is really a, a lifelong process. It really is. Hell, we're still learning English. I'm still learning words to this day in English and that's my mother language. Um, and I've decided that I am going to continue my French studies, even though I'm pretty advanced with my French speaking. I do want to get fluent. I need to be fluent. 
I would love for my next job for me to be working with Francophone populations and possibly working in France or Montreal or West Africa or even in certain parts of Asia, like Vietnam or Indochine, you know, that area. Well, Indochine is uh, Vietnam and I think Cambodia as well and Laos. So who knows? That's something I really want to do. And I want to talk about careers, too, because I feel like in your late 20s, you're kind of at a crossroads when it comes to the career. Um, I've had friends that, you know, they're very happy at their jobs. They make good money. I've had friends that have great jobs. The money may not be great, but they love their job so much. I have friends that, you know, they work at a decent job, but they hate it. And I have friends who, you know, hate their jobs and they don't make enough money. And I've met two of the categories that I just mentioned. I've been in them. And I'm not going to speak about my current job now, but I will say I do like the mission of my job. I do enjoy that. And I do think that's very important for anyone in their 20s. Um, I finally accepted responsibility that I am in a stage of my career um, that I am because I'm, I have not been proactive. I need to take advantage more of the resources that I have. Going to the French embassy, it's like, yo, bitch, you live in Washington, D.C. This is why you moved down here. You know, joining Alliance Francaise wasn't enough. You know, you took classes there, but you haven't really been doing anything in the past year or so. Since your last class, you know, I haven't gone to that many events. Um, I actually have to renew my membership. I haven't been checking out any books. You know, I need to do more of that. Um, I also need to, you know, possibly do some type of community service. Meet new people, interesting people, you know. I met all of my friends that I have down here, either in college or through work or through friends of friends. Um, I'm not a really a big fan of meeting friends at the club. I mean, it's happened before for me, a couple of friends, not that many, but at the club, you know, everyone is just turned up, lit, happy. You know, when you're turned up, lit and happy, you have a different personality, but when you're actually working and, you know, meeting this person sober, they may be a completely different person. And it's like, oh my God, this is you. Why am I talking to you? Like you're trash. So... I definitely need to meet more people on in cultural settings or more of like a volunteer setting or something where we're doing something, helping people, where we're sharing a passion and interest. You know, people like getting turned up all over the world, including me. Shoot, I'm drinking right now, but that's not what my life is. You know, I turn up every weekend with my friends for a couple hours okay that's great but then outside of the turn up i like talking to my friends hanging out with them visiting them and if my relationship is limited to me having fun with you at a club or a bar that's not fun that's not a friendship if anything we're just enabling each other because i told you i'm gonna quit when i have kids i'm gonna quit drinking as much and it's um it's, it's It was very difficult for me to come to this. You know, I've always talked about, you know, my degrees, you know, um, how much I'm going to catch, how any company's blessing 
lucky to work for me, which I think they are. But at the same time, I'm a great employee, but that's all I am, a great employee. You know, I am not an attractive employee. And when I mean by that, I'm cute. But when I say attractive employee, it's like, okay, you look at my resume. You're like, oh, he's interesting. He's cool. Let's see. Let's see if he's good. Is he outstanding? Can he beat the rest? Is he really going to be good for us? You know, based on my experiences and everything, it looks good, but it's not great. It's not attractive. It's not, you know, oh my gosh, no, like none of that. It's just, okay, this is a kid who graduated from college, studied in France, and he worked in the government and did some internships. Cool. You know, he's great for this type of job, this type of job or whatever. You know what? Let's let's see. Let's see whether rather than someone like, oh, wow, they have certificates in this. They've actually studied this, did research in this, has service in this field, more experience, expertise. I, I don't stand out. And yes, it may be me being lazy, It may also be me focusing on other things besides, you know, my career and what I want to do and what I should do. Or maybe it was just like there was a period, which I think was about a couple years ago. I didn't know what I wanted to do anymore. Hell, a few like two months ago, I was thinking about going back to college to get a second bachelor's degree because I'm like, did I really go into the right field? I didn't really. I I I, my college program wasn't the best in my opinion um so i've really been doing a lot of soul searching in the past couple weeks and being at that event it's like wow like you really have this blessing you're at an embassy party you're at a french embassy party on top of that you love french stuff you are in dc you um you know you need to do this to do this type of work. Uh, you have all the resources right here. Take advantage of it. Do it. So I decided that I'm going to stay in D.C. a little longer than I originally was. Um, I'm definitely going to be looking for opportunities, whether it's work opportunities or volunteer opportunities, you know, to do more international French stuff, cultural stuff. Um, I'm definitely going to be working on doing uh more computer skills uh softwares be more um advanced in that be an expert in those type of things and of course just speaking with you guys more often because even the past couple weeks I should have been like let me talk to my audience let me talk to you guys and you know even if nothing new or entertaining or interesting has happened It's enough for me to say, you know what, y'all, this is what I've been thinking about lately. So let me just tell y'all how I feel. You know, let me let y'all into my life and my deep thoughts, especially at that moment. So I think my first episode, I was like in a really deep thought. And rather than write it down in a diary, I said, let me talk. Let me talk to some people and maybe someone's feeling the same way. I can, I am, excuse me, and maybe they can offer me some advice. That's why I always tell you guys, email me at kclorbird at iCloud.com. If you have anything you want to say, you want me to air, talk about, or anything you just want to tell me, I'm always up to advice. Um, I always get my advice from God, 
But, you know, God do send vessels and people to you. So if anyone is a vessel or think God wants you to really message to me, don't anger God. Tell me, please. I listen. I'm not as hard headed as I may seem. So, but, uh, yeah, I will definitely be back next week to speak with you guys. Um, I just wanted to give you guys, uh, Welfare check. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm blessed. I had an epiphany and the world's fucked up. But if you can, if you recognize you got some fuck nigga tendencies or some disrespectful tendencies, please change it because we all that we got, you know, God put us all on earth together not to fight each other. Hell, we don't even got to love each other or like each other. But we should respect one another. That's the most important thing. So don't be recording people getting their asses beat, going, getting their heads knocked in by a stranger or a loved one or a friend. Um, if you see someone in distress or help, please help them. You know, if they say, oh, I'm all right, leave me alone or I'm good, I'm fine, leave them alone. At least you did the right thing. Um... If you are having any, you know, depression about, you know, your careers and you you don't know what to do, you know, think about what what interests you and how you can turn that into a career or into something that could make you some money. Uh, always take the advice of friends, you know, you don't have to act on it. But when I say take their advice, at least hear them out. See if there's anything that you know what they may be right about or something that you've also thought about or it's very similar to your previous thoughts and you're like okay you know what maybe I'll try this or maybe I should apply this in my life and so forth um but yeah that's pretty much it so I'll be back next Saturday probably it's my sister's birthday we're having a big party down here in DC with some friends I'm so excited they're coming from Jersey they're coming from Philly New York uh, Maryland and so forth so I'm just really happy about that the weekend after that I'm trying to go visit some friends for a day trip and then the weekend after that is Easter so all y'all heathens out there go to church if you're not a Christian you know have a fun weekend. I'll be in New York that weekend too. So I won't see Natu Kamara, unfortunately. I'll be up there the weekend before she gets there. But please check her out. She's very good, very great. And as far as the song I played for y'all, it's Fuck Nigger Free. You can download it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and so forth. But y'all have a blessed day. I will speak to y'all soon. Bye-bye.